0: three amazon sellers
1: three amazon
0: sellers entertaining conversation with some of the brightest minds in online business this is the one-stop shop to start or scale your business further than you could ever imagine ever imagine welcome to the buy box bandits podcast
2: Welcome back to the Vinebox Bandits Podcast, episode 41. Today, we have Anthony Bodanza with us, curator of probably the most aesthetically pleasing Amazon-related YouTube videos that you'll see, and a full-time retail arbitrage seller who actually lives in a van. So a lot going on there that we're excited to dig into. Um, But thanks for being with us, Anthony.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to dive into it with you guys.
2: Yeah, I don't feel
1: really worthy of being on your podcast because- your tagline is like the biggest sellers in e-commerce and that's not me. So <laughs> I appreciate you having me at least. No, it's,
0: it's, it's everyone, small, big platform, no platform. We like to get a whole bunch of different perspectives. We're excited to have you.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So take us back to the beginning. Cause I was scrolling back a couple of years on your YouTube and you've been talked about a variety of the topics. What's up?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's yeah. lagging a little bit.
1: Oh, I was just saying, don't do that.
2: Oh. <laughs> um, variety of topics on there but what made you zero in on reselling and amazon specifically
1: yeah so i'm kind of different than a lot of uh people who you've had on the podcast that i've seen before because i'm really not amazon first i was youtube first like i wanted to talk about making money online or just making money and managing it in general in a way that like gives you the freedom that you want in life initially was thinking more towards retirement than just uh day-to-day kind of stuff and So I tried to make videos about that and they didn't turn out to be super good. And I'd done some eBay shoe reselling for a long time and had made some decent money doing that throughout a little bit of high school and college, but I was working just corporate jobs because I got married pretty fast out of college. You know, you need to support your life. And I wasn't able to build anything entrepreneurial up to the point that I was able to sustain that. So. I was working a couple of different jobs. I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and then worked out to be a manager there. Then I was working 55 hours a week trying to do YouTube on the side. And it's just like, this is what I want to do full-time. And I was like, just dead every single day. So I couldn't manage that. So I switched jobs, took a pay cut and worked at a bank, only working 40 hours. And then my manager was the worst. So even though it was a little bit better work life, like trying to start this thing on the side, I was like, I just need to quit my job and figure out how to go full-time working for myself. And I need something that'll, buy buy me a lot of time. And I was doing reselling knowing that having that you can kind of buy stuff whenever, ship stuff out. And I've heard about FBA a little bit. And so I really kind of dove all in, stayed up all night one night and just like learned about Amazon online. And then over the next couple of weeks, I started reselling during my lunch breaks. And then after I found out that that was profitable, I started with pretty much no money, a couple hundred bucks from eBay, as well as some credit cards. And then I was like, hey, this is actually making some money pretty fast. And so my first purchase, I think was the last week of August, 2020. And I quit my job November 8th because I knew how much I needed to make in order to live. And I wanted just to buy myself some time back. So I didn't need to make a ton of money to do that. I just needed the time. And so Amazon was able to get that to me through reselling.
2: Absolutely. And in terms of your current model, retail arbitrage, what types of items, what stores mainly, um, just so we can get a sense and kind of zero in on your day to day, at least item wise and all that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Day-to-day is honestly too much for, for thinking about how I do Amazon. It's honestly probably three days every couple of weeks is all I really do for it. But I'll go to essentially any stores that I can find. It's a little bit easier in the van. I'm literally parked at a Walmart right now. So if I wanted to walk inside, I could probably make a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and this is where we sleep probably 30 to 40% of the time. But the main stores that I liked going to were the Academy Sports and Outdoors, as well as some of the Walmarts, because I think 65% of my first $100,000 of sales on Amazon were sports and outdoor categories, because that's just what I was interested in. And I was able to spend all my budget at those places. So I didn't really need to branch out too much. But now I've started getting better at like sourcing the whole store. And so I got into apparel pretty recently. But for a while, I've been doing a little bit of topical, a little bit of grocery. um, And then consumer electronics is my second most category. So like headphones, things like that but pretty much anything I can find because it has been mostly retail arbitrage. I'm diving into online arbitrage a little bit because we're out West and there's a lot more national parks we want to be at. So as long as I have service, I can resell instead of having to be in town because we were staying at the top of a mountain a couple of nights ago for a couple of nights, which I would much prefer than being in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs>
0: so what, I think you may have touched on it already, but like what made you want to do this and in, into a van? And I'm assuming you're kind of like traveling most of the country, reselling. What made you want, to go into a van and go completely mobile and like go a a complete non-traditional route uh into this whole game
1: yeah this is gonna sound a little insensitive because I think it is but a couple uh years ago I met my wife we've been married for three years now three and change and I met her and pretty early on she was like while we were dating and talking about like wanting to be together for a while she's like you know I want to live in a van that's one of my dreams and I'm like why would you voluntarily want to be homeless? Like that's not a, that's not a very sensitive thing to say, but that was kind of where my mindset was. And we started just moving towards marriage and talking more about it and wanting kind of, just to travel while we're young before we want to have kids because we do want to have kids and we wanted both to not have to really have a lot of responsibilities tied to a nine to five or anything. And so that was kind of in the picture for a while, but it wasn't until I was able to really become income independent that we kind of moved our, our down payment savings to our van fund. And so that's where all that money moved over to. And we bought the van and was able to luckily through YouTube as well as Amazon just subsidize this lifestyle that we have now, which has been awesome. What kind of van do you got? We have a hundred and forty four wheelbase 2012 Freightliner Sprinter. So we have about 14 feet of living space inside here. And yeah, not a lot. I'll show you. I'll, let me turn my camera on.
0: I'll show oh, you the
2: YouTube viewers excited. are getting a treat here. Yeah, if, if, if the you guys are
0: watching on YouTube, you're definitely going to want to switch it. So oh,
2: is there a light we so, could turn on? You? So here's how oh, we're getting yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I'll just turn my light around. So we have here is like just one big counter space and then the bed. My wife's on the bed right now. And then uh, this other counter space with all of our dishes because I haven't done those for a while. And then uh, under in those cabinets right down there, right there those are water so we have 15 gallons of water and on this side in the cabinets we have a fridge that has 50 liters as well as like groceries and stuff down here and then upper cabinets for a bunch of clothes and other items and then that is our heater right over there so not a big space we got i think 80 or 90 square feet total but it's been awesome to to definitely wouldn't do this if We weren't wanting to like travel and see Uh everything that we've been able to see, which we wouldn't have been able to, um, not ideal living spaces, but it's one of the only ways that you can kind of do what we've been able to do recently, which is why we've done it.
3: So what was that, um, what was that transition? Like, obviously we all are familiar with Amazon and we know how we do things, right? How did that kind of adapt to the van lifestyle in terms of getting out the shipments, um, sourcing all that, all, everything that comes with running an Amazon business. How did that transition, um, come about?
0: And also touch yeah. on your uh, productivity levels going from like being home and then going into a van and doing I want to hear about if it got kind of went better or YouTube you talk about that kind of stuff too.
1: Danny don't ask me that question, it's not gonna make <laughs> me look. Good. Um, but the transition was, it was interesting, it was hard, we initially were planning on leaving in October, October nineteenth. our lease was up in Orlando, which is where we had been living for the past three years. And we were initially planning on leaving then. And then I got an invite from my friend who is in Cleveland, which is where I'm from, Cleveland, Ohio. And he invited us to his wedding September 18th. So we're like, if we just go a month early, then we can kind of do the Northeast for the fall and then make our way down the coast. Because we were planning on just going straight West, kind of to where we are now. And we're like, we get to to see like a quarter of the country or a third of the country that we wouldn't be able to see otherwise. And so we made that happen. But to do that, I had to do zero work for 45 days and because I built everything in here. So I built out the whole van and I did that all in like a in like a six week period. And I wasn't able to like do anything on Amazon, do anything on YouTube. It's like my channel died for a little bit. My Amazon business, I think I only sold $3,000 that month just because I didn't do anything for, for like two months. And uh, then moving into the van and starting the shipment process, I still took a couple of weeks of just getting used to because we did so much travel initially, getting up to Cleveland, then over to Maine. But then... Luckily, because I did a lot of retail arbitrage, and that's my main business model, I was able to go to new stores every time instead of waiting for the stores in my area to replenish their inventory. So I was able to find more per store, but then I have to just throw it in the back of my van. Underneath the bed, we have an area that we call the garage area, and it's basically, I think it's about six feet wide by four and a half feet deep and about three feet tall, and I have four like just like plastic bins that I put all my inventory in, and it's almost Every time that I like do Amazon stuff, it's always full of just bags before I ship it out. And then all that counter space that you guys saw, as well as some of the floor, that all gets monopolized when I have to do a shipment. And then Chris is kind of either confined to being outside of the van or in the bed. And it's not the best situation, which is why I'm trying to transition a little more to OA and prep centers. So I don't have to do any prep in the van. But if you are, if you want to see what that looks like, I, soft plug, I got a lot of videos about that on my YouTube channel, but it is not fun. And then to answer Danny's question, my productivity has gone, it went way down, especially because of just that 45 day break of not doing anything. It was just so hard to get back in the swing of things of starting to work, as well as I'm a very like space dependent person. So it's so nice to have a desk. Like, This is my space where I make videos. And this is like my space where I do this thing. Now we have one room for absolutely everything. And every time I want to work, I have to set up everything, tear down everything. Like you saw my, like my lights and my, my desk and everything. All of this has to go away if we want to drive anywhere because otherwise it'll all break. So it's a little bit more difficult to, to work. And that's one of the things that I'm really trying to work on right now is being a lot more productive, especially because things like going to the bathroom, which you don't think about too much, that can take half an hour out of your day, depending on where you are. Like if there's no bathroom by you got to go find a bathroom and then do that. And showers take like 45 minutes to an hour because we got to go to Planet Fitness and we don't shower as much as we probably should. But that's
3: for another topic for another time. Are you sourcing a lot of small items, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, I try to transition a lot more to smaller items. That's luckily that's was a lot of what I was doing already. I'll if it's a bigger item and like I'm able to make a high dollar profit on it, I'll definitely pick it up. But it's mostly been small items, anyways. The clothes have been taking up a lot of space, but those are easy to just kind of smash together. So it's not a big deal.
2: Yeah, I think the transition to OA for you is so natural. Like it just it just makes so much sense. What like are you? <clears throat> like what models and stuff and like tools, everything are you using and what's like the bottleneck or are you seeing great success? Or so like, just talk us through that. And we'll, we'll see what we can get out of that. That might help. In somebody. the transition but, to. Yeah.
1: In the transition to OA you're talking about. Yeah. So I recently talked with Warner fields of profit about this and we put a couple of videos up on each other's channels just, and there'll be one more coming next week. I think Monday, probably for him that I'm finishing up editing with him reacting to everything that I initially
2: had. Oh, that's that funny. I, that's a really good yeah. idea. It's really creative.
1: Yeah. So um working on that video, but I'm really just, it's Keepa and Selleramp are going to be the main things, as well as working with uh, a prep center. Any prep center, honestly, would be fine. Just got to talk to them to figure out which one's best for you. I'm in Florida, so mine's going to be Florida-based because I have Florida tax exempt. So that's obviously a nice uh, transition there. I haven't actually done a lot of online arbitrage sourcing recently because I kind of ran out of the money that I was spending this month because last month I spent probably about twice as much as I normally do because there were some crazy sales at Academy that I took advantage of RA wise. And so I'm really focusing on like getting out of debt because my model isn't to scale up to an empire right now. It's like to slowly just make an income that I need to live and like slowly build that up, not spending any more time doing Amazon stuff and always going to be really helpful for that because the more that I'm able to buy with less time, like the, the one hour that I did sourcing with Warner already, was about as much profit as my most profitable hour that I do RA wise, just because you're able to fly through so many more products and you don't have to like go through shelves and check out with cashiers and all that. So uh, I'm really excited for this transition with me into OA, but I don't have a lot of experience as of yet.
0: Yeah. OA is interesting compared to RA because you can, so like RA, you know, you got to walk the aisles and like, you know, like what kind of brands look for, but OA, it's just you click and you just click and look through and you, you know, you, you could walk through 30 aisles
1: on a computer
0: in, in five minutes.
1: Yeah. And then you get softwares that can walk through those aisles for you, and then you just have to find what they find. So yeah, exactly.
3: You leverage any VAs as of now, or is that in your, your um your plan?
1: Honestly, as of right now, I don't have any real desire to leverage VAs in any in any way. Simply because I for Amazon for me, it's more of like I want to make an income that is pretty sustainable and VAs might come into that, but I don't want to have the responsibility of having a VA or like dealing with a lot of that as of right now, that could just be my naivete and not like wanting to try it. And I totally would see that that's a valid perspective, but having to like be online and worry about another person is something that I don't want to have to worry about a lot because Amazon isn't the most important thing for me. And I'm making enough right now that I'm like really comfortable with it. And I'm pretty happy with where Amazon is. And if it is something that I am able to scale without a lot more effort in the future or spreading my effort out over a longer period of time and scaling a little bit slower. So it's the same amount of effort, just in a longer period. I'm totally okay with doing that because I don't need to do it right now. And that's nothing that I think would enhance my life. Cause I would much rather like we're 10 minutes from a national park right now. I'd much rather be there than talking on a call with a VA to be honest.
2: All right. That's a, a really nice perspective. I like, cause one of the things that I talk about in my content every once in a while is understanding what you're going after before you get into amazon like some people you know hate what they're doing in their day job or whatever and they they want to replace it some people just want an extra thousand bucks to invest or you know enhance their lifestyle or whatever and i think that's a a beautiful example of self-awareness you have going right there um in regards to that stuff i uh i ate up some of the academy online sales as well um, it's like every month, I think they're going to take away that 10% off code and then they just never do. But that's definitely a good, um, yeah. a good one. And I actually got an email today. It's saying my, my uh, license for tactical arbitrage was going to expire after a year. So we're coming up right on the one year anniversary of once we uh, started talking about that stuff and the group chat was Dang. formed and all that. Yeah. So what, like, right when you were getting started reselling, What were the big things you ran into that, like, if you could go back, you would do differently, if any, and all that? Because a lot of our listeners are people who haven't gone ahead and taken that start. And you're an example of someone who's, you know, found great success in a short period of time by relentlessly taking action on different stuff. So let's talk through that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Some of the things that getting started, I think I would change is a a lot of it around ungating. So personally, I've never applied for ungating through invoices, even yet. Like, that's something that I'm working on this year, especially with Nike and Adidas. But I was able to, like, spend all my budget, make as much money as I needed with products that were just available for me. And I was able to get auto-ungated in a lot of different things. But I probably would have been able to spend less time even doing Amazon if I would have spent, I don't know, maybe two or $300 getting ungated in the bigger brands that I wanted to at the very beginning of reselling because there were so many products that I had to skip over, which meant that I had to go to different stores, which took way more of my time to spend all the money that I had instead of just doing that upfront investment of actually getting ungated in the bigger brands in the categories that you want to sell. And that's something that I think would be, if I was to go back and do it again, I still think that I'm a little bit too frugal to want to do that. But if I was smart, that's what I probably would would want to do because it'll, it'll turn into way more money way faster, like right at the beginning of when you do it. Because you will have to spend that money up front, probably not making any profit because you're going to apply uh, through distributors who probably a lot of other people have applied through, which means that you're not going to be able to find super profitable items doing that. But the profit that you'll be able to find in stores or online that wasn't available for you will have you spending way less time to make as much money as I was able to make. Uh, yeah. Doing that is one thing that I would definitely do differently. And then leveraging community. Cause I like, I definitely, it took a while for me to start making content about Amazon. Cause I mean, I'm not a big seller uh, in general, but definitely like, leveraging community with people that you know who resell or are just interested in business or like the online space of like actually connecting. There are a lot of good like discords that people have. I'm sure that you guys are a part or owners of some of them or have communities yourselves. And um, that's something that I'm going to get more into, not necessarily on the Amazon side, but more so like that'll be a part of my discord server because I'm more interested in a lot of other like of the finance and like lifestyle business kind of stuff. But yeah, leveraging community will be super helpful. Because whenever I've been in community with people, it's always made me a, a better seller and helped me to find either leads or like ways of sourcing and doing things because man, just having extra, you have an extra mind that you get to bounce ideas off of. But, and those two things, I think, ungating is much more of like a, this is a tactical thing that you should probably do. And getting in community is something that I think you'll probably make two or three times as much money as you would if you just were like the lone wolf like I was.
3: Did you see Miles's face light up when you started talking about community? That's his favorite yeah. topic. I mean, that's the how us three met, but- Yeah. That's something that he always, always goes after. Yeah. It's so important.
2: Um, And it's obviously not something you can like, you can necessarily decide to do. It has to happen. Just build up. But a lot of things in life are like that, that ended up being positive results.
3: Yeah. Something the three of us. Yeah. I put out a video. Sorry. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah. Just like to add on that. I put out a video on my 24th birthday, which was last week. And it was like 24 of like the biggest lessons that have led me to like, like, I don't think, I don't think i'm extraordinary by any means but i know that like the life that i live is like what a lot of people are interested in just because of the comments that i get on my youtube channel of like oh like so many people want to travel and want to like work for themselves so i'm like these are just things that like i've done that i think are good and one of them is like you can probably do everything yourself like you probably can but it's probably going to be like way worse or take you way longer than if you had help with people and you might not even be able to get to like the final realization of like what it could actually be and so like I don't I much prefer being independent and being that lone wolf, which is why like that VA point is like, no, I'm not really interested in that. But having the community there is such an important aspect of actually getting there faster and probably way better than if you had done it alone.
3: Going along with that community point, adapting to the van life, what sort of feedback did you receive from friends, family, um, previous coworkers? what sort of take us through that?
0: Yeah, what was that first conversation yeah, worth- with your family when you said, hey, I'm going to go uh, into a van, <laughs> travel the country, and uh, resell products on Amazon from, from <laughs> like retail stores?
3: Totally a typical lifestyle, right? Yeah. Totally typical. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, th- I think
1: like nine out of 10 people probably do this. So, yeah, very typical. But yeah, the transition, luckily, the Amazon transition happened about a year before I moved into the van, is when I started selling on Amazon. And I'm a very numbers driven person, very nerdy, analytical about like I have spreadsheets on spreadsheets. And those are some of my favorite things in the world. But knowing exactly how much I needed to make because of like how much my wife was bringing home, how much we had in savings that we didn't want to draw into. But it's like, okay, my wife's bringing home. These were I'll just give you our numbers. So like we live pretty frugally. So in order to like meet our minimum, like what we wanted slash needed to live, we needed to bring home about thirty four hundred bucks or thirty two hundred dollars a month. My wife was bringing home $2,200 a month. So I needed $1,000. I needed to bridge that gap. And so I needed to like have a proof of concept that I can make at least probably like $1,800 to $2,000 of profit on Amazon because you need to cover operating expenses. You need to cover like retained earnings so that you have, can plan for the future and taxes, big thing, taxes. I get Sometimes like I get comments that are like, oh, why do you worry about that? Amazon takes care of your taxes." I'm like, that's sales tax. That's very different than your income tax. You still got to pay income tax. <laughs> yeah. but uh...
0: How does that work <laughs> if you're on the road? If you're not physically located in one
2: state, I guess just Florida, right? Yeah, you. Yeah, Florida, you, you, I'm sure you have a yeah business address. Like,
1: yeah, we have we have a permanent address in Florida as well as business address in Florida, um, which is very nice that we don't have to worry about all of that. So we can one of the things that like people go on the road they're not allowed they're, they can't vote if they don't have like a physical address. So luckily we were able to uh, just get our license re registered to like one of our family members, which is helpful. But yeah. going back to the point about like van life and that transition and how the community and friends thought about that it was very actually positive because it's something that we talked about for a while i think this is the point of community that like i didn't have a lot of amazon community but i had a lot of other really good community just around like our lives it wasn't around any specific point it was just like these are people that we relate to in a bunch of different ways and we all have different like paths in life but because we were in community with so many different people like all these ideas like what we wanted in our dreams they were already out there so as we just started to realize them There wasn't a lot of like pushback or negativity. Some from like my older relatives in Cleveland while I'm in Florida who are like, "What the heck are you doing? Like, this is so weird," and because it is weird. Um, And that's more of just like not understanding how the internet economy works and like wanting the best for me. But everybody who like either understood it or like I had a conversation with like it was all okay and they all trusted. They all trusted me. They knew how uh, much we didn't like being in debt or not really actually having a plan for anything and my wife is very much the same and all my family loves her all her family loves me so it's very helpful that we have that support system
3: which is, which is cool. this is gonna that's be a awesome. really dumb question but how do you deal with returns <laughs>
1: yeah i do everything fba so from the beginning like i didn't care about anything um i didn't want like the reason that i got onto amazon like i said i didn't care about anything that's not that's not what i mean but the reason <laughs> i got into amazon like i said was to buy back my time like i didn't want to have to worry about anytime. And so FBA was perfect. because I can just, I can, when I was in Orlando, I would work three days every two weeks. Exactly. I would go out two full days and source one day I would ship out and then I wouldn't worry about it for the next 11 days. And that's all I did. And I was able to like make enough to live and that was perfect. And I didn't need to scale any more than that. And so that's all because of FBA. And so now I do all my returns there and I have everything instead of like auto removals to me, because that would just go to family member. I have it auto liquidated or disposed of because like, And and really quickly on, I was realizing, man, returns are giving me such a stress. They're so stressful, like especially you get those emails. And so I set a bunch of labels in my inbox that would auto archive and auto read all of my returns, all of my like all the emails that like weren't like important actionable things that I need to take on Amazon. Because all the other Amazon emails they just like stress you out. You're like, oh, I got an email from Amazon. Like, what is this about? And so they were all the auto read and auto archive there. So I would have them, but I never see my returns. I don't even really think about returns at all because. It's just a part of business. Like it's just one of the, it's just one of the, the things that you're going to have to worry about, not even worry about. It's one of the things that happens on Amazon. And so I have everything just automatically liquidated or disposed of if it can't be resold. Um, and that way I don't have to think about it a lot because I don't want to have to think about it. And if I'm losing out a little bit on profit, that's worth it for me to not expend that mental
0: energy. Yeah, I did a similar thing with my returns. I made the, the email address where the notifications go to for returns, like, like a random email. I don't even check because I don't want to see it. I did the same thing. Uh, what is your, like, take us through, like, your day-to-day, your day-to-day life. Like, what? You, like, you wake up in the morning. Is it you're going to a national park? Are you sourcing something else? Like, take us through, like, your day-to-day.
3: Oh,
1: my days are so different every single day. Um, I've been getting up a lot later than I want to. So, that goes back to the point of, like, being less productive. But, like, I get up. Normally, I'll, like, check to see... If I got any scary emails or any just emails in general, normally it's pretty good. I'll normally be working on YouTube stuff. Um, That's kind of the main thing that I do. Just because most of my Amazon stuff can be done super fast, especially recently. Like, I I've only had to source. I sourced one day this month. I've only done one day of work for Amazon this month because last month I like there was Academy clearance sales, and I spent like enough that would cover me for two months worth of sales. Like, I've already I already paid myself, paid off all that inventory for this month. And I, I've only sourced for, for one day. And that was mostly because I wanted to finish capitalizing on Academy because I was in El Paso, Texas. That's the last place that we were going to be able to see an Academy sale. Uh, and so, because now in New Mexico and everywhere West, they don't have any. And mm-hmm. so I just did that. So I would make sure that I hit up those academies, but I didn't even need to source. I didn't need to do any Amazon this month. My day to day though, is I kind of wake up and sometimes I'll eat breakfast. I'm not good about doing that either, um, but I will just kind of work on whatever I think is a, a good task for the day. I'm really trying to get better at productivity. So I recently have a notebook that I'm writing like a lot of my to-dos in and whatever. Everything. That's the nice thing about living in the van too. I don't have to go to get anything. Everything's in like an arms
3: reach. <laughs> in so, that swivel um, chair. I mean, yeah. You- <laughs> yeah, for real,
2: for real. The yeah, valet- it's <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty sick. Oh, I didn't even I, realize that that I was driver's seat.
0: Oh, is that <laughs> yeah. the driver's seat?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh I, I, I just thought it was another that's chair. Cool. Oh, that's sick. Do you have to like lock it in yeah. when you drive? Is that a safety hazard?
1: Yeah, it automatically locks.
3: Yeah. There's just some questions back That, in. Darren, so that was very, a lot. very, small brain <laughs> question. Imagine
0: driving
1: and it just, you just
2: like, his, exactly his wife
0: just spins
1: him around. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes there's road rage and you want to like turn away so the driver can't see you. So
0: <laughs> The, the notebook is smart. No, I but just, honestly I the same thing too. It helps me a lot.
1: Yeah, I, I'm starting to be better about like having a physical to-do list that I write down. But I'm really, that's one of the things I'm really struggling with. I'm like, I've actually just hired a professional coach who I'm going to be working through some assessments with and just like, just to help me, it'll be a couple hundred bucks a month and it's like going to be super worth it because I have just not been doing the output that I've wanted to. And so I spent a lot more time than I would like to admit, just like watching screens and kind of like binging on those type of things because I'm, I'm like comfortable-ish. I, I, I was listening to a book yesterday it's called like unf F yourselves, but the, you know, the word. Um, and I was, I was listening to the audiobook and a lot of it's like, you have the life that you put up with. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I put up with not probably being a lot bigger on like the platforms that I want to be on or like the things that I want to do. And like, I could be bigger on Amazon. I would much prefer to like do create much better and more content on YouTube. That's how I enjoy working. Um, but I like, I have put up with this life. And like I'm okay with that. And that like stems from a lot of things that I work through in therapy, but having this professional coach is gonna be really helpful for me to be able to uh just like lay out, I think there's three main goals that we're gonna talk through and go through for six months and just like as a point of accountability and having that there will be really helpful because I really don't have a day-to-day part of that is being in the van because sometimes you have to wake up and like you're like, oh, it's 7 a.m. Let's go into Walmart so I can go to the bathroom. And uh, some days it's just like you don't have to do anything and working for yourself. I don't have to do anything. I don't have any responsibilities or any people that I have to see, which is really nice in a lot of ways, but it's also like, sometimes you just don't have that internal motivation and not having a specific space to work. Like I did when I was in my apartment uh, and being in like cooler places or just like places where I don't know anybody. Sometimes it it leaves you with not wanting to do a lot. So that's been a lot of the struggles that I've been coming
2: up with. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's your like, one year five year like what what do you think it just differently like your life's going to be like in the future like uh, some of your old videos are like personal finance related are you really into that stuff or I'm just curious (laughs) to hear because uh you actually you you had said you did a bunch of jobs so I I figured your career would have been longer than you just being 24 so I'm curious like where you see yourself down the line because you seem to have done and, and tried a bunch of different stuff thus far
1: yeah, the, the thing about the career, I graduated college in two years, so I kind of got into the workforce pretty fast. That's why I had, like, I've been for a couple of years working.
2: That's, that, dude, no. I, that, that, like, because there was a bunch of stuff. There was the car, there was the, the enterprise, the bank. There was a bunch of stuff in there.
0: You got a bachelor's in, four, yeah. in two years? Mm-hmm. were you grinding yeah. yeah, it mean, had, to, had
1: to be grinding yeah <laughs> yeah i had 60 i had 62 credits going into college so it was nice i honestly should have stayed more i had a i had a scholarship that was really nice too Damn. but
3: i'm I happy had, to like, be out i'm not using my
1: degree for anything
2: yeah definitely true
1: yeah so one year five year um honestly thinking about this is one of the things that's going to be helpful thinking through with the coach but when i think about it my wife and i also have another uh kind of platform, content platform that we have. It's just the Bedanzas, except there's no vowels in my last name, B-D-N-Z-A-S, like the Bedanzas, And that's on Instagram, that's also on YouTube right now. And that's something that we're wanting to build up because while we're in the van for this amount of time, like we kind of want to leave the van as we start to try to get pregnant. But after that, like we might want to buy some property just to own property here, or might want to move to Southeast Asia because we want to travel for the rest of our lives, essentially. See as much as we can, do as much as we can. And content is one of the easiest ways to be able to make money—not not easiest, but if you're able to make it happen, it's one of the best ways that like you can make money, you can make money from anywhere. I just have to have a camera and Wi-Fi and upload videos and like have built an audience and stuff. So we're hoping to build that other um, platform up to the point where we're making money from it to sustain our travel, uh, because that's what we want our lives to look like. And so whatever probably like amazon i'm not sure if that's going to be long term i i heard you ask that to another guy in your of the fba boys a couple of podcasts ago just about like what do you think about amazon going long term and all and like me thinking about that is i kind of want to do it for as long as it's feasible for me to like make that amount of money in that amount of time but if like later on the road i'm able to spend the same amount of time on youtube and make five ten times as much like i'd probably rather do that than of course just staying on amazon especially because of like having to worry about, like right now i'm in the debacle of i have some ip claims that i got a retraction from the rights owner on and they emailed it to amazon but amazon hasn't removed it from my account and i'm like trying to just that's just stress that i don't want to have to deal with
2: Seriously? so yeah
1: but but think about that one of the, my big things in life is like i want to build businesses around my lifestyle and so right now like traveling so i want to try to create content around that and amazon is something that i can do that's I can pretty much do from anywhere in the US, especially as you get online advertising, you can pretty much do it from anywhere. And so these are things that are able to fund my lifestyle and that are built around my lifestyle, um, which is why my YouTube channel is kind of built around Amazon and what my life looks like with business and money. And so it'll be a lot more personal finance, business, as well as Amazon content, because the main value that I want to provide people is like, figure out how much you need to have the freedom in life that you want, and then just go after it with whatever that is like, whether that's Amazon, whether that's creating content, whether that's like my cousin is like starting a landscaping business just because that's what he enjoys to do so like there are so many ways that you can make money nowadays and you probably need less money than you think to actually do what you want to do so like just start getting after it
2: absolutely um kind of like as interesting because i i expect you to say that you weren't planning on doing amazon long term that that's cool yeah i I think you'll you guys will be like very successful with all the travel content especially just as that goes um in terms of like the content on like your channel are you planning to keep that going like long term or do you think you're mainly focusing on just the the family or i guess like shared channel
1: no for sure i think my channel is definitely going to be something long term it's because more is related to like i wanted to not i i don't know exactly how i want to think about my channel and i think that's kind of good i don't want it to be a purely reselling channel because that's not all that i think about business and money i don't want it to just be like a personal finance stuff and style channel like it's kind of an amalgamation of like a Peter McKinnon, like really high level cinematography, as well as like a Matt D'Avella level, like thinking and like kind and Like there's just a bunch of people that like, I, I like to draw inspiration from because I really value like being frugal and having good personal finance. And like one of the other points in that video that I talked about with like the 24 points, two of the points, one of them was like max out a Roth IRA as early and often as you possibly can. And then the point right after it was, but investing in your freedom is more important than your retirement, as long as you understand that both of them are important. And so, like, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, exactly where my mindset is. It's like, I would so much rather have, like, I stopped investing in my retirement once I left my job, like, 15 months ago. Or, no, not 15, 16, 17, 18? A lot of months ago. Um <laughs> But, a lot of months ago. <laughs> like, I'm so happy, yeah. but I'm so happy that I did that. Oh, I guess that's kind of a soft flex. I didn't mean to do that. But, no, 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 um, no. It was,
0: it was just funny the way you said it. <laughs> a lot of months ago. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: but like, I'm so happy that I did that because now, like, if I would have, if I would have been like, no, I have to invest in my retirement, I would not be living the life that I am right now. But I know that's important, and like, I'm building up my businesses to the point where, like, this year we should be able to max out both of our Roth IRAs with no problem, as well as like do some
2: extra, like. Extra extracurricular investing
1: and so like both those things are important but i think that like your freedom is more important now because you really can't get your time back
2: yeah and someone like you who's actively building all the time you're naturally just by living the life and like documenting and stuff there's going to be good stuff that comes out of that because like scrolling back you did like a year or two of talking to no one on youtube you know what i mean And, and i did that on instagram before i you know met these guys and everything um but yeah so danny has a question yes
0: um so you said you mentioned you want to build businesses around like lifestyle stuff. Do you have any businesses in mind that you wouldn't mind sharing publicly that like you're maybe thinking about launching or like different like business ideas that you kind of like want spot. to do?
2: Seriously. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you don't have an answer, it's okay. But I, I mean, remember- yeah, I asked, have honest,
2: no
1: Honestly, it's not like the way that I think about it. Is it it's not, not even like that serious. Like I think what I'm doing now is pretty much around that. Like the- the Bodanzas channel that we have around content, like that's kind of a business around our lifestyle because we want to find the four or five different ways to monetize created content. And then like that way, it's it's kind of a full-blown like media business, I guess, um, that funds all of our travels. Like all I want to be able to build that to the point where like we don't even necessarily have to pay ourselves from it. Hopefully we can a little bit, but we don't need to a lot because like so much of our life right now is just a write-off as well as like our life in the future. And so being able to build that to the point where our operating expenses cover all the travel that we would ever want to do as well as the life like right now in the van we're traveling a lot and reselling and like the business that i've created around that is the youtube channel but then like thinking long-term like kind of kind of like crazy businesses i really love soccer i love playing soccer i have for a while i would love to wherever like if we if we ever settle down i would love to build like a sports complex that. Around well,
0: you kind is. of cut out what did you say he would love to build a sports complex
1: yeah, I want to build a soccer complex that's, like, close to my house so I can have my own field that I can go play on whenever I want as well as, like, <laughs> that's so, fun. like renting that's it out to other people. So, yeah, that's a part Are of, like, got- the wanting to always be, the, yeah.
2: Oh, sorry. No, you got it.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. What I was about to say was not important, so.
2: Oh, okay. Are you familiar with the YouTube channel Kara and Nate? I,
1: they, I, They sound very familiar. Mm-hmm. If I look them up, I probably, I probably, they know who they are, but
2: yeah, they. A lot. Yeah, I've been watching them for years, and then they obviously built a gigantic business off just taking vlogs and them traveling and stuff. In terms of like little like personal finances stuff, are you guys credit card hacking hard and all that? Uh, kind of. Surprising, I I expect you to say we're going hard because I used to go so hard with that back in the day, like a year ago, dude, so hard.
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily, I mean, especially for Amazon, like I just, I have another credit card that I just opened a couple of weeks ago for Amazon, mostly for like, because I had increased my spending, I didn't want to put any interest on in anything. So I opened another 0% 15 month credit card for any purchases. And like I revolve my credit that way. Like I've I've always I've been perpetually in credit card debt, especially as I started taking a salary for myself, but I've never paid any interest on it because of how I revolve money around the credit cards so I guess that's credit card hacking in a way and we use credit like we never pay for anything that's not on a credit card except we just pulled a 100 bucks out of the bank because we went to bookies mexico when we were in big bend and so we had to use cash there but otherwise we put everything on credit cards so we're always getting points like we'll probably earn a couple hundred bucks of points every month between my amazon business and our personal stuff but otherwise not really especially just because like I already have a lot of credit cards and it's like a couple hundred bucks is nice um, but especially in the van now, I have to get that credit card sent to me. I have to get sent to my, pers- like my private address. So that's oh, just an extra true. layer all of hassle stuff. that I don't yeah, have. That
2: do. stuff I'm sure is a mess. Definitely.
3: So there's a lot of avid travelers in the reselling community. What's been your most favorite place that you've been to and why?
1: Oh, wow. As we've <laughs> been getting out west, it's been really cool. We've been to a lot of cool places. man. So we, yeah, uh, Maine was awesome because we went there right in the peak of fall. Uh, that was really cool i really liked new york city because we were there for six days three days we just parked in manhattan and as you can park there for free in a van just stay like i could we could spent a month there if we wanted to for free um we had a subway pass so like that's one of the videos on the other channels like we just did as much as we could for 24 hours in new york and we walked like forty three thousand steps it was we walked like 20 minutes ridiculous. Huh. but um but then, but then we were there for three days in Brooklyn with a couple other van friends, like who we just met through Instagram and just hung out for a couple of days. But I, honestly, like Big Bend National Park is in the west, like southwest of Texas. It borders two states in Mexico and just like the mountains there. And then there's a drive from Big Bend National Park to the state park. It's like 60 miles and it's like one of the top 10 rated drives in the world. That was amazing. But everywhere that we've been getting out west, since like we're both from the East Coast in Florida, like there's mount, you can see mountains behind me right now. Yeah. And like, it's right over here. And like, yeah. there's just, there's just views everywhere. And so it's, it's hard to say it's just been so cool. And we're just getting to more cool, cool
2: places. Mm-hmm. And do you think you'll be an entrepreneur forever?
1: Man, I don't think I'm ever gonna have a boss again. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally don't really picture myself as an entrepreneur. I think that that brings a lot of like I don't, I don't care what everyone thinks about that term, but personally, I'm like, that's a lot of like, that. I feel like that denotes a lot. I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm just self-employed. Like, I didn't build anything. I just like, I built something for myself out of other things that were already there, like on YouTube, on Amazon. Like, I'm self-employed. I work for myself. I have a business. I don't think I'm an entrepreneur though. Like, I haven't built anything from the ground up. Um, But yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to have a boss again and like actively working to the point where like I'm wanting to build like my YouTube income up because it's so low overhead that hopefully like we're making five or six times as much as we need and investing about four times as much as we need and that way like in a couple of years we might get to the point where we never have to invest anything again we'll be set for retirement but that's taking a lot of work up front to get that done because right now I have the time to do that and later like I don't want to have to miss anything with my kids that I have like I want to 100% be there. And luckily, like I'm building businesses around my lifestyle, like I said, so like, I can still be there no matter what, because I work for myself, and I can choose that. But if it, if it comes between like, I have to work to make money, or I have to go and see my kids, even if it is working for yourself, you still have to do that. So I'm trying to make a lot of money um, now and soon, so that I eventually don't have to worry
2: about that. Mm-hmm. And is um, it any Walmart in the country you can sleep in whenever you want? Or is it just the ones out west? I can't remember
1: no it's it's kind of specific ones some of them will have signage some of them have signs that say like some of them like no overnight parking some of them say no overnight rv or tractor trailer parking we're like we're a van we beat you guys but some of them you can kind of park wherever there's a actually an app it's called ioverlander and it has a bunch of places that you can sleep we check it for wherever we're going to sleep but um right now we're in like new mexico and you can you can see like these all these like little green spots are places that you can sleep and it just kind of shows you all over the country wherever you are so that's been oh, that's really awesome cool that's like that, a couple that, days ago we were we were yeah. literally up on that mountain a couple days ago i think i'm like literally pointing at the one and we just slept there for three days because we were in a national forest and in most national forests you can just kind of pull off and spend the night so that was really cool
0: are you guys planning on going up like northwest
1: yeah so that's what we're planning on doing uh then like most of next summer so we're going to be We're in New Mexico now. We're going to be here. We're going to go to White Sands, National Park tomorrow. Las cruces for the next couple of days. And then we'll be kind of in this area and then in Southern Arizona for a while in some BLM lands, Bureau of Land Management. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go up to Vegas in April because my birthday, my wife got me a Sun Minhaj tickets at Vegas. So we're going to head up there and uh, send some time. And then we're going to run the Grand Canyon in May, so rim to rim to rim. So it's like 42 miles or something like that. And then we're going to go up the coast of California into the PNW over the summer. So we've got a lot planned. Really Dude, man, yeah. I,
0: I highly recommend going into Montana and going to Glacier National Park. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, we're trying to hit like most of the big national parks this year or next year. We're going to do the van life probably for the van life. I just sounded like I was 55 years old. We're going to be in a van for... Uh, I sound like my, how my grandma calls it, but uh, we're going to probably be in the van for another year, year and a half. Wow. It uh, just depends on how long we want to stay in the van. Yeah,
2: that's awesome. all right. Well, amazing. Wow. So if you guys want to see all that stuff, which I'd highly recommend you check out some of videos, it'll be linked in the description. I really hope you guys do. I think that was a lot of fun. Um, Really just overall, a lot of great perspective. And we just really appreciate you sharing that with our viewers and everything. So thanks a lot, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me.
2: Absolutely. And thank you to all our listeners. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't. We will see you guys on Tuesday.